You're listening to the Radical Disruption Podcast with Maya Nicole, nursing student turned multi-six-figure online entrepreneur. Here we talk all things real and raw when it comes to entrepreneurship and what it really takes to get to the next level. Leave the small biz talk at the door and buckle up for the tangible, tactical, and actionable steps that will help guide you in building a disruptive business. Let's dive into the show. Welcome back to another episode of Radical Disruption. Today, I am joined by my IG bestie, Bailey. Bailey is an award-winning brand and website designer and the founder of Honey Wave Creative. Driven by her mission to pave pathways to prosperity through transformative designs, she helps service providers grow their businesses with brands and websites built in a day. Her accelerated turnaround times are setting a new standard in the design industry and revealing that major growth doesn't have to take months. With strategic planning and her unmatched creativity, it can happen in just a single day. Let's dive into the episode. Welcome back to another episode. I have Bailey here with me. We just went through a wild Zencaster experience where we started, we had like five minutes into the episode and then I don't even know what happened, but here we are now. We're back. <laughs> We're recording, hopefully getting this done. Um, I am so, so, so excited. Bailey is one of my Instagram besties. I absolutely love her. We chat all the time on Instagram. And I feel like I have met you in person, even though I haven't met you in person. And I am so excited to have you on the podcast today. Can you give listeners a little background as to who you are, how you got started, and kind of where you're at today? Of course. And first, thank you so much for having me on. I've been listening to the podcast literally since you came out with it and been keeping up with it ever since. So I'm really excited and honored that I get to be on here. My name is Bailey. I'm the founder of Honeywave Creative and the creative director And we specialize in accelerated timelines for design. So think website in a day, brand design in a day. And we primarily work with female service-based business owners, primarily ones that market themselves online. And we really dug into that industry. My story, a little background on me, I went to school and got my undergraduate in marketing. And then I went and got my master's degree in business administration, graduated, tried finding a job. Nobody wanted to hire me. So I decided to hire myself. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Two and a half years later, here we are loving every single day of it. Some parts I don't necessarily love, but for the most (laughs) part, I'm loving it. I get to create every day. I get to change lives every day and be a part of other people's growth stories. So it's been really great doing this. I love that. I love that so, so, so much. And I will say that I'm trying to think as you were talking, I was like, how did I initially find you on Instagram? I want to say I came across one of your reels. And I was like, this girl is so creative. I save so many of your reels. I just absolutely love your creativity and your personality. You're just like so fun and spunky. And the reels that you put out are just, I just love them so much. I think that that's initially how I came across you. (laughs) Making me up my heart beam. That's so sweet. I save all your reels too. We bounce ideas off each other. (laughs) So we were just meant to be besties is basically what we're saying right now. (laughs) Exactly. exactly. I am so excited for this conversation. So as Bailey was saying, she is a website designer, which is a done for you type of uh, business. If we're talking like, I don't know if like, I guess the word would be like categorizing businesses, you know, service-based businesses done for you, kind of like a category underneath service-based. 
And the reason why I wanted to bring Bailey on is because, number one, she's been hecka successful in her business. But I don't want to say this is like super unique, but like as a done for you business, it is hard to scale um, because you are the one that is putting in, you know, the time and the energy and like your business revolves around you and your one on one time and energy. And so that's really where the conversation today is going to uh, revolve around is how do you scale a done for you business? So the first thing that I want to talk about with you know, scaling a done for you business is what was that first step for you that you realized like, okay, I need to take this step in order for me to even like get to that next level. I think it was probably whenever I was probably about a year in mark and I was getting the clients on repeat and I got to the point where I was booked out a solid five, almost six months. And I had a lot of people coming to me and I was losing a ton of business because people didn't want to wait six months, which Rightfully so. I wouldn't want to wait six months either. And so it came down to that point where I said, okay, I really need to take a step back, maybe do a little bit of a slowdown period, because a lot of times this is what happens before the growth, and figure out what we can do to optimize the offers, optimize the systems, bring people on if we need to, and get to a place where we can really grow and we're not losing business just because we're doing so well. Because you don't want to be losing business because you're doing well. Yeah, I love that so much. So, with that being said, then, like, what did that look like in terms of? Like almost like taking a few steps back to be able to take a few steps forward. So when you're talking about, you know, systems, break that down to me as if I'm a second grader. Like, what does that actually mean? What does that actually look like when you're like, hey, I went, you know, I was streamlining my systems and optimizing them for someone who has no idea what a system is. What does that look like? For sure. So one of my really big systems and tools that I use is Dubsado. Do you use Dubsado? I don't, but I, I've heard really good things about it. I love Dubsado. Dubsado keeps my business afloat. And that is not even an exaggeration. Dubsado, once I started implementing that into the system, which I did pretty early on, but it's a good thing that I did. It keeps track of contracts, payments, payment plans, proposals, all the emails that I've sent to clients back and forth, Yeah, really everything. And having something like that in place really helps you to start streamlining. With Dubsado, you're also able to do public proposals, which means that now... I can add a link to my website for a website design and anybody can sign up while I'm fast asleep at night, just getting some rest in. And that's really whenever you're looking at getting to that next level and scaling, you need to have offers that can sell in your sleep, as you know very well. Yeah, for sure. And I remember um, this is kind of like a a side note slash tangent. If you listen to my podcast, you know, the tangents are part of (laughs) part of the podcast episode. Um, But I remember you went on a trip to Europe and I remember you messaging me and you're like, oh, my gosh, like, you know, I'm so scared about how this trip is going to go in terms of my business. And then I remember messaging you or I think maybe you messaged me after you got back or something along those lines. And we were just chatting and you're like, my business didn't burn down and all was well. Can you give a kind of a background um, in terms of like what you did to prepare for that? What happened during that trip that I guess kind of exceeded expectations? Because obviously, like, you know, if you're thinking your business is going to burn down and then it doesn't, then obviously then that's amazing. So like, what did that kind of look like to, you know, taking the step away from your business, but still being able to make money? Yeah. And honestly, I feel like that took a long time to get to that point. I feel like we fast forwarded a while because I don't want it to seem <laughs> yeah. like we just snap fingers. But for the Europe trip, so I went to Europe, we toured the country for two weeks. It was absolutely amazing. And leading up to that point, really most of it was coming down to optimize or I guess optimizing my offers and making sure that they were really streamlined. So we scaled back from doing 
we had a really big offer suite, full website designs, which are two week processes. We had a full brand design, which was a one week process. And then we also had our one day offer. So we had the one day website, the one day brand, we had a mini brand add on option, brand strategy. There's just a lot of moving pieces. And whenever I looked at the big picture, I said, you know, the revenue is really coming from two places. It's coming from the one day websites. It's coming from the one day brand. Yeah. And whenever I really just simplify the business, those are the two that I need to focus on and then really get them to a point where they're on autopilot. Yeah. They're obviously not going to, I wish, but the websites aren't going to build themselves on design day. And we weren't able to actually do any design days while I was gone just because we're still at a point where I'm teaching my team. So we didn't do any design days while I was gone but they were at a point where they could still sell while I was gone. And so we're able to automate the onboarding process. So people go to the website, they can buy through Dubsado with the proposal, Mm -hmm. they can pay the invoice, and then they get an automated email after that welcomes them. It gives them their Trello board, which is where we have everything organized. So they're still feeling like they get a really great customer experience. They're excited about it. And the, the experience that they have is not being affected by me living my life and going through Europe. And it was so cool waking up one morning because the time difference is so different. And it was like 5am in Europe. And I already had $10,000 hit my bank account from just yeah. going to sleep the night before. And it's like, what is happening here? This is the craziest thing ever. And I just that whole day I was like, Oh my gosh, this is just so cool. It's, I'm so glad that I started this business two and a half years ago and took that leap of faith. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think that, yeah, I, I definitely got a little ahead of myself there. I was because like, that, that it definitely is like the end picture where we're like, oh, yeah, that's where all businesses want to get to. So I guess let's take a few steps back because I definitely got ahead of myself there. So when you're talking about you say like we and like my team. Mm-hmm. So like, let's take it back to that. So what did that initially look like? So I think that, you know, you were talking about okay, you know, I realized that in order to get to the next level, I needed to really streamline my systems, add in those automations. And then I'm assuming that after that was kind of the next step was like building a team or not, I guess not a full team, but like probably hiring the first person, right? So that, which to me is building a team, even if it's, there's not multiple people there. Is that like what, what that next step was for you? Almost. Okay. We're keeping it real, <laughs> keeping it a hundred percent real with y'all. Cause I don't just talk about successes. We'll talk about the failure side of it too. So I had thought that the next step to scaling was going to be introducing passive offers into my business, which in my world means website templates. Yeah. I took a course. And honestly, I probably took six months to build everything out. And I did the client research up front. I thought it was something that was really going to do well. I did everything that yeah. they say you need to do, you know, to do well with that and spent all this time doing it. It took so long because I was so full on the other projects, but I launched it because I thought that was the next step. And I just didn't feel like hiring people. And it was just crickets. I think I sold four or five. I haven't given up on them yet. We're repivoting them now. I, I niched it down really, really specific to a small audience. And so if yeah. anybody's listening, that was where I went wrong. I don't have a big enough platform right now to be able to niche down to that specific of an audience. Yeah. But launched the templates, <laughs> heard crickets from it. It was like, okay. So everybody says that passive is the route to go. But in my experience, at least, passive comes with the numbers behind it. And if you don't have the numbers, whether that's through your organic community or through ads that you're paying for, you're going to have, or I'm not going to say you're going to have trouble. You might sell it, but you have to sell lots of it for it to make a big impact on the revenue. Yeah, for sure. No, I love that. And that's so, so, so true. It's a numbers game ultimately at the mm-hmm. end of the day. And, and it's not just a numbers game of like, oh, you need, you know, 50,000 followers, but it's like, you need to have the right people too. Cause it's like, in terms of like statistics, you know, it's like, oh, you have 50 people who are interested, you know, how many of those people are actually going to buy? And then like, 
how much are we actually talking in terms of like passive income? Because how much money were or are the templates that you're selling? About $500. And yeah. I had a lot of them were bought whenever I was doing a pre-launch sale. So a lot of them sold for 250 And I really, I think overall profit, I made about 2500 from them. Not worth the time. That went and in. then how much are your other offers? Like in terms of like, just give us like a price range in terms yeah. of your other offers. Well, they're pretty set in stone though. So the one day website is $3,000. So just right there, I could literally work one day and do $3,000 or spend six months developing, stressing over this templates shop. Yeah. Just, I'm not saying it's not going to work out. We are, we're, like I said, we're reworking them right now to make them appeal to more of a wider audience so that it is going to be more valuable to people. But at that point in my business, that was not the next best move for me. Yeah. And when would, I guess, when do you think would have been like the, the actual like prime opportunity to introduce that? Or is it kind of like still up in the yeah. air of like, I don't really know if my business is still <laughs> even at that point. <laughs> Well, honestly, so I think one, you need to have the audience, whether that's through your organic following or you want to invest in ads. And then two, something that I hadn't thought about before and that people don't think about is that whenever you have those passive offers, most of the time you have to have a support system behind it, especially with website templates that they have need help or have questions. You want to provide them with a good experience. And so at that point, if somebody needed help, which luckily they didn't, I didn't have anybody needing help, but if I would have sold lots and lots of them and people would have been having questions, there is absolutely no way that I would have been able to be present with them, which I, I love being present with my community. And so I think that waiting to the point where I did have at least one assistant to help me be a support system for them would have been a better route to go. So I would have said next step would have, should have been hiring somebody to help me out and then templates, which now I honestly think I'm at a pretty good place to where we can relaunch the templates, which is why we're working on that now. Yeah, for sure. And I remember you saying something like, you know, I should have hired a team member. What held you back from moving in that direction versus like, like why the passive income? Was that like kind of like a, I'm too scared to hire someone. So like, let's try something else. Or like, what, like, what was your thought process there of like why you went to the passive offer before you went to building a team? Yeah, honestly, I was probably internally scared. I don't think that was the main reason though. I think I just wanted to be able to say that I did something on my own. Yeah. And at that point, I had been able to say like, I've scaled to multi six figures by myself. And whenever I brought somebody else on, it's like, well, that's not as, I don't know. I just felt like it wasn't as big of an achievement and that people wouldn't see me as being as successful if I had a team helping me out. And so I was just set. I was like, I'm going to figure out, I don't want to have to hire people. I don't want, I just want to keep it simple and do it myself. But at some point you get cat with the dump for you. There's only so much you can do. You run out of time. Yeah, for sure. Can you give, I guess, a deeper look into like how much money were you making at that time in terms of like exact numbers in like doing it yourself before you went about hiring that first person? So I'm trying to think back to about when that would have been. At that point in my business, I was probably averaging a little over 10,000 a month yeah. as far as revenue was going. Yeah. And I was stuck. I got to the point where it was just over and over and over again. I was going through a phase where since I started, it was always just going climbing up, climbing up, steady up. I hit the 10K mark, had a little celebratory session. And then I just, it stayed there and it wasn't budging and it wasn't no growth in sight because I booked out five months and losing clients left and right. So at that point, it's like, okay, maybe I just, and honestly, (laughs) the way I went about hiring was a God thing. 
And how it happened was I was sitting at my computer doing a one day website. It was the end of the day, working through any last minute revisions on crunch time. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is like so stressful. I'm just working so hard, like just grinding. Yeah. And my phone rang and I was like, oh, who, who is this? Like, yeah. (laughs) Answer the phone. And it was Kyle. Kyle's my assistant now. It was Kyle. And he said, hi, I'm looking for a graphic design position. Are you hiring? And in my head, I was like, no, I'm not hiring. I can't keep my head on straight. I have so much stuff going on. <laughs> no way I can do that. And then, but I was stopped myself. I said, can I give you a call back uh, on Monday? Cause it's Friday. I said, can I give you a call back on Monday? He said, yeah, sure. I said, okay, I'm interested. Bye. And I just like hung up, finished my stuff. And then I kind of thought over it, thought on it over the weekend. I said, you know, it's not going to hurt anything to just give him an interview and see how it goes. And so he came in that next week we interviewed. So backstory on him, I guess he is just fresh out of college. And so he was wanting to get into the design world and he came in, he didn't necessarily know how to design websites. He didn't know how to use the illustrator, Adobe, anything like that. I said, you know, this is honestly a perfect place to bring you in right now because I can be the one that teaches you and you can learn it the way that I want you to learn it. So that whenever we are doing these projects together, you that's all you know, you know, and yeah. you're going to be all in on this method that I use. And he really has picked up so quickly. He's been with me for, it'll be a year now. I think next week he'll be with me for a year. And then back to the revenue question. So after hiring him, I'm at the point now and probably within, I'd say six to eight months of hiring him. Instead of the 10,000 mark, it's more of 25 to 30K a month. And that's a huge jump. Yeah. And it's just having somebody come in along with other things. We simplified our offers, tailored in on just one day websites, but that's a huge jump from where we were before. And I wouldn't have been able to get there if I would have never brought anybody in and wanted to do it all myself. Yeah. Okay. My question is, how did he find you? Like, did you have <laughs> Google? <an> <laughs> or Google? Okay. No, I... I was not planning on hiring. I did not have any ads out, nothing. He just, he went down the list and he was calling all the businesses and nobody was answering the phone. And then he called me and I picked up for some reason. I usually have my phone on do not disturb, but it wasn't that day. And I picked up and it was a God thing. It was meant to be. That's awesome. I love that so much. So just to kind of recap, because I've made this confusing where I'm like, let's go over here. And you're like, actually this came first. So to recap on this journey here, it started out, so in terms of scaling this done-for-you business, it started out with really focusing on more like the systems and automations. And then you went into the passive income, which was a failure, um, which I don't ever believe that anything is ever truly a failure, but it was a learning lesson. Um, and then you hired someone without even knowing that you really wanted to hire someone. <laughs> they just came up out of the blue And so now what is like, what has been that next step after? Because that was a year ago that you hired him. So what does it look like between a year ago to now? Yeah, the big thing, which we kind of already talked about already, but the big thing that I've been able to do since he's come on is really optimize the offers that I have. Yeah, We focus now on only one day designs. We have the one day brand. We have the one day website. We have a mini brand if you don't want the full brand, but we only have that. And that in itself has allowed us to make that process so seamless for our clients. We get feedback all the time on just how amazing the process is and how they worked with other designers and haven't had anything like it. Yeah. But we have, even from them just signing on and getting that automated email to them right after the fact to having the Trello board with, we've been able to add more goodies or freebies in after. Yeah. So not just 
handed a site, handed the keys to the site, they're handed launch graphics that they can use and tips on how they can launch their brand and launch their website, which is something too, anybody who is looking at optimizing their offers and providing more value. There's a lot of times where you can do something once, like the templates are just tips on how to launch a website. You do it once and it provides a heck of a lot of value to your audience and it helps with the growth in it. And it's, it's really worth it. So that's kind of where we're at now. We're going through, we're optimizing everything that we have, making sure that it's just the most amazing experience ever, which is great for clients, but it's also great for referrals down the road. We're getting tons more referrals now, even to the point where we're finished it and we finished it today, actually. We have thank you or not thank you cards, happy birthday cards that we're going to start sending out to clients so that even years down the road, we can send them these birthday cards. They have a QR code that they can scan. It'll take them to the website. They get discounts on some different offers and some freebies. And it's really just thinking about from start to finish the customer journey and what we can do to remove any kind of difficult areas, sticky points and make it the best thing that they've ever done. I love that so much. So I'd be curious to know how many, and you might not know this off the top of your head, but just give me like a ballpark number of like how many of your current clients are referrals from other people versus how many of them have found you through like Instagram? I would say, I haven't thought of that before, probably about 60% come to me through Instagram, just them finding me on their own. And then the other 40%, I would say come from referrals from either past clients or referrals from other business friends that are in complementary industries. I've created a lot of partnerships, which something to look into if you haven't created partnerships with adjacent businesses. That's a really great thing to do. You know, you're sending your people to somebody that you trust that's going to do a good job with them. And a lot of times you can create kind of a referral partnership, whether you give them a percent of something or you give them a discount on something else. And it's really beneficial for everyone involved. Yeah, for sure. So when it comes to social media, give listeners an idea if they, you know, obviously had never interacted with you. Like, what does your social media presence look like in terms of like followers? Because I mean, we're talking about making multi six figures. Like, do you have like 200,000 followers or like, what are we talking about here? I'm not as cool as you yet, Maya. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever, whatever. I'm just trying to be on your level. (laughs) (laughs) No, I have, I think around 7,000 followers, I think at this point, somewhere around there. And it has taken me two and a half years to grow. I know a lot of business owners, I feel like, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I feel like a lot of business owners grow 100,000 followers overnight, it seems. And yeah, it's taken me a while to build this audience, but I will say that they are a very loyal audience and they're so much, just such a joy to be around. It's so cool because I share a lot of my stories about the people we're working with, like who we're doing the one day designs for, give a little background on them. And everybody ends up following each other. And then they're all messaging me like, oh my gosh, this person is so cool. It's so cool that you got to work with them. And then the the person sending me something from the other end saying the same thing. So it's really cool, the community that I've been able to create, even though it's not the biggest audience ever, which we're working on growing, but it's really cool, the community that's created there. Yeah. But I also love though that you know, you're a perfect example. You don't need tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of followers to be successful. I mean, of course, I mean, visibility for any business is important for sure. But I think that you're just, I don't know, I just love that you're just that living, breathing example of like, oh, yeah, like I'm making it big. And, you know, I don't have, you know, tens of thousands of followers on Instagram. Are you on any other platforms? Are you running paid ads? Anything like that? I am on TikTok. I will say my content is not the best yet on TikTok. But <laughs> there was a hesitation there. I was like, but what are we going to get? <laughs> I, I am on TikTok. I promise it'll get better over there if you go check me out. But I <laughs> spent all my time on Instagram. So really the only time that I've had 
on TikTok, I do a tip a day of websites. I think I'm on day 96 of 100 website design tips to make you rich. So awesome. they have lots of great tips over there. Yeah, but it is kind of repetitive. I need to mix it up. But we're that's part of the next phase is focusing more on TikTok and the growth over there. Yeah, I love that. And then paid ads. Yes, no. No, haven't done any paid ads. Not a single one of them. I did look into it, but then that was one of the things that I stepped back. I was like, eh, not the right move right now. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, I love that. So all organic, mainly through Instagram and referrals, mm-hmm. which is so cool. Um, what would you say has been like the biggest, I guess, like the number one tip that you would recommend looking in or I guess implementing for someone who's looking to elevate their customer experience, their customer journey? Like what is something where you're like, ooh, this little thing or maybe it's this big thing is like made a huge difference? I definitely say the personalization side of things because people love feeling important, which I, I do too. I like feeling important, especially for done for you service providers. A lot of times whenever people hire you, they're not just paying 50 bucks. They're paying three, five, ten thousand, twenty thousand dollars. Yeah. It's a big investment. And you know that they're sitting on that other side of the screen just thinking to themselves right before like they're getting that adrenaline rushing and oh my gosh, like should I do it? Should I do it? And they press the button, I did it, and they're just so excited. If they hear crickets from you on the other end and it's three, four days later and they're like, I, what did I do? I don't like, yeah. they want somebody <laughs> yeah. to meet them with that excitement, meet them in the zone of where they're at and celebrate with them. So I really think the personalization side is so important, even with you want to automate things, you want to be able to get them things quickly and make your process easier too, but you still need that personal touch, whether it's sending voice notes on Instagram or doing a Loom video with you talking, welcoming them, but just letting know that you're going to take care of them and that you're a friend, you're an ally to them. And if they need anything, they can come to you for it. I love that so much. And something I want to also talk to you about is you have a lot of clients. Like if you're, I'm watching you on your Instagram stories and like you are just like whipping out websites. How do you manage so many people at once without losing that personalized aspect of it and without losing quality too? My answer is very basic. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. It doesn't include uh, the technology would be Dubsado because that keeps track of payment side of things. But as far as staying organized, just to keep track of everyone, I have a whiteboard. I wrap down the names of everybody. Once they sign on, you make it onto the whiteboard. And then you also make it onto the calendar once we have a date. And every week before I get to the office, I look at my calendar. I say, okay, what do we have? Not this week. What do we have in the upcoming week? And then two weeks out. Because whoever's in that upcoming week, not the week we're in, but the one after that, I need to check in with them, make sure they're doing, well, I need to check in with them and set up a time so we can get on our strategy call and prep and make sure that everything's ready. And then the people that are two weeks out, I need to check in with them and make sure that they have the stuff in their Trello board that they need. Have they been adding pictures? Have they been working on their website copy? Do they need help with any of that? And so I have the system figured out to where, and it's just simple as pen and paper on a calendar on my desk. I have one of those big calendars on the desk, pen and paper on a calendar, and then the whiteboard, but really knowing that I need to be at least two weeks out as far as touch points with clients has allowed me to keep track of everyone. And then we have, so after we finish, they have two week follow-up support period where they're still in the loop on things and just making it so that they know that I'm available to them and then sending them follow-up messages and saying, okay, your, your support period is about to end. Do you need anything else? And that way they know too, which is where boundaries come into play after this two-week period. If you need extra work, it's going to be charged at the hourly rate. Yeah, I love that. Definitely like giving as much support as possible, but also having boundaries so important. 
Something else that I forgot to ask around like the team building side of things is where are you currently at right now? So obviously you hired your first person. Have you hired anyone since then? And what roles are they helping with? Yeah, so I have Kyle. Kyle was the assistant that called from Google. He's been with us for a year now. I have two more assistants who are interns. They have a program locally. It's really, really cool. They connect high school students or high school graduates. So they're going to college. They connect high school graduates with business owners that are in the respective fields that they want to be a part of. And then they pay for their college and they're able to come in and get work experience. So I have two of those that are helping us out, working, learning, and they're going to be with us for six months. I believe it is these six months. And then they're going to go and do all their college stuff. So I have that right now. And then I also have my, my fiance's, we're about to get married, but my fiance's sister is learning Pinterest and doing some Pinterest stuff for me. And so she, she helps out too on the Pinterest side. I love that so much. So what would you say in terms of, I guess, the tasks that you're delegating versus the tasks that you're doing? Like, are you delegating a lot of like customer support and customer service? Or like, is that something that you're taking on? Like, what are those like specific tasks look like? Mm -hmm. I still keep, I'm the front line between me and my clients because that's the part that I enjoy. I don't want to get rid of that. So I still do all the communication with clients, but they're able to help out with graphics for social media. That's one of the interns. She's doing graphics for social media right now. Yeah. One of the other interns is helping out with past client support and I have some clients on retainers too. So they send over edits that they want. He's able to go in and Kyle helps them out because he's still learning, but he's able to go in and make those changes. And then Kyle is my right-hand man, he, he does anything. So he, yeah. I, I try to task off though. I, I'm transitioning now into a place where I'm doing more of the business growth and business strategy side, which I love because I feel like I'm actually putting my school degree, my master's in business yeah. administration to use now. And so I'm getting to do more of that side and focus on the growth and any task that is say a website edit, or I need to even just setting up WordPress, setting up the websites that takes 30 minutes every time. And he's able to do that. So the little taskings like that he can do while I focus more on big picture tasks. Yeah. Stepping into really like that CEO type of role, which is really cool. I love that. All right. My last question for you is looking back on your entire journey as an entrepreneur, what is your one like biggest takeaway or like maybe even like not even like takeaway, but like what is like the one thing where you're like, oh, I wish that I had maybe known this or like, I really want people to know this if they're on their entrepreneurship journey. Like, what is that one thing? I I think probably a really big one, at least the one that's coming to my mind right now is that whenever you see and hear from all these gurus online, you before you just follow blindly, which I don't think I ever follow blindly, but before you just like dive right in because you love the person, you listen to everything they say, you really need to sit and evaluate and say, hmm, is this going to work for my business? Not only now, but where I want to be 10 years from now. Yeah. Because just because something worked for somebody else doesn't mean it's going to work for you. I know lots of my friends do very well with the long website timelines. They take three to four months to do websites. Yeah. That doesn't work for me. I get bored to be honest. I like having projects come through the door. And so I've been able to really narrow in and say, okay, that long timeline is not going to work for me and the direction I want to go. I'm going to do one day websites. It gives me more flexibility in my schedule. I'm not booked out five months. Yeah. And I enjoy better. I get to work with lots of people, get to always be doing something new. And so just paying attention to not just following blindly to things that people say will work. Will they work? Probably. Lots of stuff works, but is it going to work best for you? And you really need to take that in consideration. 
I love that. And I say that all the time, like having that discernment of like, yeah, like learning things and learning new perspectives and learning different knowledge, but like also asking yourself at the end of the day, like, does this make sense for my business, my goals, my community, the impact that I want to make? Because there are so many different tips out there. There are so many different Mm -hmm. ways to be successful. And I mean, if you implement all of it, you're not going to be successful. Right. Um, But I mean, even the people who are like, oh, like I, you know, I love the way that they do, you know, X, Y, Z things. There's probably going to still even be things that they do that don't fully align with the way that you want to do things and the values that you might have. And so just having that discernment, I love that. That is so, so, so important. And I've loved this conversation so much and I love you so much. Um, Where can people find you if they want to connect with you outside of this podcast? You can find me on Instagram at Honey Wave Creative, honey like a bee and wave like the ocean, Honey Wave Creative. My website's honeywavecreative.com. And you can also find me on Tiki Taki a little <laughs> bit. If you go over there, maybe give me a month or two for that one. But I am on TikTok, same thing, Honey Wave Creative. And I would love to have you. You need to send me a DM. Let me know that you tuned into this podcast and we can be friends. I like making online friends. I love that so much. And if someone is wanting to work with you, what do those options look like? I mean, they probably already know at this point because we've <laughs> talked about it. But like, give us a rundown just in case I got everyone confused by all of my jumping around on this episode. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh yeah I feel like I talked about it too much I hope I didn't talk about too much but no um, it was great okay cool (laughs) one day website is our main offer and it's a website built in a day we can get up to six pages of custom website build we're not using a template that's I feel like everybody else who does design days they use templates or you get one sales page no you're getting a completely custom website with whatever integrations whatever you need for you to be successful we do it in a day Yeah. And then we also do one day brands where you get an entire brand suite, not just a brand suite, but you get, if you want business cards, thank you cards, Facebook covers, your branding wish list we bring to life in the day. And then the other option would be if you don't want the full brand design or the full day for the brand, you can do a mini brand. And with the mini brand, it's a mini, it's an add on to the one day website. And we do your brand in the first two hours of the day. And then we do the website in the second half of the day. And you have a new brand and website by the end of the day. I love that. So if you like things done speedy quick, then Bailey is your gal. <laughs> that That I is know. the overall takeaway from this is that she is your gal if you want things done tomorrow. <laughs> um, obviously, yeah. you know, probably not actually tomorrow, but like, you, you know what I'm saying? Like we all, we all have... We all have schedules, so that's not exactly what I'm saying. But <laughs> anyways, quality too, not compromising on quality. It's good stuff. Yes, for sure. Uh, all right. Thank you again so much for being here. I've loved having you in this episode, and I know that everyone else is going to love connecting with you as well. Thank you so much, Maya. Bye, everyone. If this episode has served you in any way, I'd love it if you shared what you've learned, any aha moments that you may have had, or something that you loved, and tag me on Instagram at Maya Nicole. And if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button and leave a five-star review so that we can continue to learn and grow together. Thank you so much for your support. I love you, and I'll talk to you in the next episode.